Good evening, folks. This is Cat Jake City. I'm Cat. I'm Jake. And we're here, and it's Rivalry Week. Cat, it's Rivalry Week. But before we get in there, let's talk about the weekend that we had. Utah versus Colorado. ASU traveling up to Eugene. Perfect storm happened, just as the Utes needed. And we're Pac-12 South champs. Absolutely. And the feeling could probably not be any greater. Um, I know it's hard to uh, to focus on the stuff that happened this last week with Rivalry Week coming up, but uh, yeah, Utah went up to Colorado in a very very cold game, snowing sideways, and uh, got it done. You want to tell the listeners maybe what you were kind of saying before the first score happened? I mean, you weren't being real, but when you play a game that's so cold, so snowy, it seems like a low scoring game. I think it was the fifth drive that the first score happened. But so, do, do you remember what you said yeah, to me? Yeah. So the score the score to the game. The final score was 30-7 to for Utah. Um, and we've both played in quite a few snow-rain games. And uh, it's hard to score in those games. Uh, the ball is slippery. There's a lot of turnovers. So uh, I, just from past experience, Jake, <laughs> um, I assumed that the first team to score in this game would probably be the winner. And it was Colorado. Colorado scored scored first, and I ate crow. <laughs> because Utah went 30 unanswered <laughs> points in that game. Now, you know, okay, it, it's, it, it was fun. It was fun teasing you then. It's fun teasing you now. But I, so knew, we, you, we, I knew you weren't being real <laughs> when you said that. It just seemed like one of those games early enough. Yeah. But let's talk more about the Pac-12 South Championship, though. This has been a goal for so many years up on the hill. We've come so close so many times in the month of november the curse is finally broken i don't care who you are it yeah. is broken the curse is broke i think um it's very important that asu went into oregon and lost um so that was the biggest thing for utah this week is it, no matter the outcome of our win or lose if we we lost to or uh, to colorado we're, we were done um packed up south championship they could kiss it goodbye but asu had to lose to oregon oregon got it done uh they beat them by three it was a big game, and it crowned us Pac-12 champions. Did you watch that game? Not, excuse me, not Pac-12 champions. Pac-12, Pac-12 South. South we'll, we'll take out the South in a couple <laughs> weeks, hopefully. But did, were you able to watch that game up in Eugene? It was um, a late kick. I it mean, was pretty late. I, I watched a lot of it, and then I fell asleep. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm, lots of Utah fans woke up the next day. I do. I did see some tweets on uh, Twitter, though, um, about fans being so excited that some of their friends may have drunk dialed them and things like that because <laughs> it was all also real. Right. My brother called me right after the game. We were both freaking out. It was out. like 3 a.m. Oh, I, it felt like 3 a.m., but it felt like a happy 3 a.m. We called each other talking how excited we were. We're actually those fans. We booked the hotel a few weeks ago. And You're not the type of fan that gets drunk and drunk to people? No, just drunk off of my uh, Martinelli's oh, is what okay. I was doing. Martin yeah, Jones. pop that bottle open, baby. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's super exciting. One of the coolest things that I uh, attribute to this team is the relentless that uh, effort that they've given, you know, you lose your starting quarterback, Tyler Huntley, you lose your NFL running back, Zach Moss, and you have to win these last two conference games, and they do it, they get it well, done. This Utah's team has faced a lot of adversity over the past few weeks. Um, we talk about injuries, but we've also lost a few players to stupid things like the the targeting calls. Chase Hansen got ejected this Nine. last week against Colorado. It was a perfect tackle. Um I don't know what targeting it is. Do you? I don't think the refs know. I don't think the commissioner knows. I don't think if you dressed up on Halloween as an official, you would even know what targeting is. <laughs> so what's interesting is the Pac-12 came out um, yesterday, Monday, and apologized to Chase Hansen and said that the, that it wasn't targeting. Um, so I don't know that. They, I guess they obviously can't make it up to him, right? He already missed part of the yeah, game. Yeah, what are you going to say? Hey, sorry we uh, you missed out on this performance. That's going to help your NFL career. These kids only get 12 right. games a season guaranteed. Now, if they go and play... he's a senior. Right, he's a senior. It's tough. I mean, it was awesome watching Francis Bernard. Didn't he go to a school before he ended up at Utah? Wasn't uh, he some, I can't remember. But Weber he State. Was it, no, was it Weber? I think it was another school in state. <laughs> but no, it was no. awesome seeing him. But it, it's a blow on Chase. The... Heard him a little bit earlier today on the radio, and you know he was sad about it. He doesn't know what targeting is. The, you know the nobody knows what targeting nobody is. We could talk targeting. a whole maybe during the off season we can talk a whole segment, a whole podcast on targeting. But well, let's kind of dive in a little bit to what this week is. Cat, what does the rivalry mean to you? You grew up in this state. I mean, it's changed over the years with the Pac-12, Utah joining the Pac-12, BYU going independent. But yet, you grew up in the thick of the rivalry when 
you know, the Bronco Mendenhall era. You might even remember the last game or so of Lavelle Edwards. But today, 2018, what does this rivalry game still mean to you? Well, the rivalry game is important, I think, for the state. Um, because the thing about the rivalry here is different than, than Michigan or Ohio State. Because Michigan and Ohio State, they're cities, they're states away. Um, this rivalry is big because this is an intimate rivalry. And th- what I mean there is that families... I mean, there's families that are split in this right. rivalry. It's not, it's not. Oh, they live in this city and they live in this city. They must be these fans. These, these, these fans are split. Um, I mean, you look at that. A lot of families, guys I grew up with, they got brothers and sisters who are Y fans, and then they're U fans, or, or vice versa. Um, and so this rivalry is very intimate. And the thing I love about this rivalry is that um, growing up with it, it was back and forth a lot. Uh, you know, Utah would come out and they beat BYU. Right. BYU come out and beat Utah. And it was fun because it was emotional. When you're young, you get into it. Right. Um, as I get older, a little bit older, the, the rivalry means, uh, it doesn't mean as much to me personally, obviously. Right. I don't take it if Utah loses. Well, <laughs> it's been a long time. since I, I don't know I don't what remember. it feels like anymore. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think the last time I felt pretty bombed. I was like, man, this sucks. Why did we lose to the Y? Um, but I haven't had to feel that feeling for a while. Right. I, here I am. I'm wearing blue jeans. I wore my Levi jacket in here. Back when I was a kid, I wouldn't even wear the color blue. Here I am. I don't I don't care as yeah, much. Yeah, but you're weird. I am weird. I am a very <laughs> little I'm not very stitious, superstitious. You're I'm a little stitious, yeah, right? Yeah, we know. We, so, we I mean, the rivalry still is huge to me. Obviously, two programs have kind of gone in two different directions. We kind of have a unique situation here where we're so playing So, it's interesting that you say that they go in in different directions. Um, I might disagree with you there. What do you mean? I think that I don't think BYU's gotten any worse. Uh, I just think Utah's going in one direction, and BYU's kind of staying where they are. That that might be a topic scheduling, for another day. Scheduling has gotten worse for BYU in the month of November. But I don't think their their talent has been. No, their their scheduling is always top heavy with months of uh, September and October being difficult, which is always hard. You know, you those are very. Uh, important weeks where you might have a cupcake here, might have a cupcake there. Kind of feel like uh, what kind of team you got. And so, well, and if you look at this, if you look at these two schedules, um, look at BYU's schedule the last few weeks. They've played UMass, they've played New Mexico State, and mixed in Boise State there. Which Boise State's a good football right. team, and that's a, that's a high high value game. But you look at the look at where the programs are. BYU going independent, they don't they don't have set games on their schedule anymore. Um, for their conference. So, I, I, and I also mentioned this the other day, is I'd much rather be playing a Colorado in a conference, a game that means the championship berth, or rather than playing New Mexico State. And I think independence in the long run has hurt BYU right. more than it's benefited them. Um, I mean, yes, they beat Wisconsin, and that's good for their program, but the teams that they've that they've scheduled, that these bigger teams that they've lost to, I don't think it's great for the recruiting, and and it might just be one man's opinion, but I think the teams have gone in different directions, and that's that's hurt the rivalry in the long run. I think. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting watching BYU go through this independent process, and I remember when they went, it was never intended to be a long term right. thing, and did you know did they leave the Mountain West when they should have? Yay or nay? Are they getting these big time games against Wisconsin? They got LSU. They got uh, Tennessee scheduled. They're, they're playing some of the Pac-12 schools. They play tons of Pac-12 mm-hmm. schools. So it isn't like they're not getting games. You mentioned about these last couple of weeks, and they've had those Novembers where it's tough to schedule because these other big-time schools, they're, they're in the thick of their conference, yeah, conference schedule. Teams. But, I mean, you talk about teams like Alabama, who this past week played Citadel. Yeah, And, right. and they, they could have scheduled the Y, or the y just as easily could have scheduled I, the Citadel. I would love to talk to you about SEC scheduling <laughs> and why I hate that conference so much, but that's for another day. <laughs> Let's kind of rewind and come back a little bit to this rivalry. It is huge for in-state recruiting. I don't even think Utah fans, I think they kind of like to take the moral high ground, and I'm not necessarily taking myself away from that group. I can be a little bit prideful of my Utah Utes, but this is a huge Huge game for Utah. Yeah, much bigger than I think a lot of Utah fans realize. It is, and I think the interesting thing is, is that as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little bit more um, timid and calm about it. I don't, I don't get fired up about things people say about Utah or BYU fans say about Utah or Utah says about Utah. I just think it's kind of stupid and petty um, because football is fun to watch, regardless of the outcome yeah. to me. Um, but I did see something this week that um, kind of drove me bananas. Was uh, they came to recruiting with BYU in, in in-state recruiting, as a matter of fact, as we just asked. Um, this is a huge game for in-state recruiting. 
Um, and he, on this Twitter handle, got on and said that it didn't matter how good Utah got because Utah or BYU would always pull the really good <laughs> devout LDS kids. And the first comment on there was from a BYU fan that said, well, what happened with Britton Covey and Chase Hansen? Oh, I could give you a whole laundry list. One of my favorite things, talking to my wife, she's a converting football fan, if you will. And one of the fun things I love talking to her about are the return missionaries on the University of Utah. And not just return missionaries, there's so much local talent. I could, we talk, you talk about Chase Hansen, kid played at Lone Peak. You talk about Brenton Covey, played Tim, at Timview High School. Let me give you some other in-state kids on this Utah team that are making huge, huge roles in this Pac-12 South Championship Utah team. You got Cody and Jackson Barton that came out of yeah. Brighton. Lecky Fotu was on that state championship Harriman team. Right. Matt Gay, you know, Lou Groza award right. winner last year who came out of Murray. Max Tupai, like the kids are calling him now. They're calling him Sax Tupai. I mean, the kid's a sax machine. He came out yeah. of Murray, was Mr. Football. And that's the thing, too, is, that it is that BYU has to find a way to get some of these kids to, to commit to their program or – the the gap's going to continue to get bigger, but we uh, we want to hear from you guys. We want to uh, we're gonna have some some guest callers. Uh, we've got quite a few guests, Jake lined up <laughs> this uh, this evening. Um, so this Let's podcast get... hopefully won't go super long, but we might go over a little bit. Hey. So don't bail. Don't bell before the end. It's rivalry week, Kat. This is a week I think we can afford to go a little bit longer than our 30, 35 minute approach. It's almost my bedtime. I know it, mine too. But <laughs> hey, let's go. We like to hear from them. All right, we're here with our first guest, Taylor Yowzi, one of my good old friends and even better teammates, but an even better man. Uh, got to know this guy playing high school football. He actually played the same position as me, and uh, he took my job. Whether that was for graduation or not, won't be told, but a huge Cougar fan, comes from a great family, and uh, how are you doing, Yowzi? Doing really good, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm pumped to talk a little bit about the rivalry week. Absolutely. Hey, now, you're in California, is that right? Yep, we're in California. My wife's sister lives down here in Corona, about 45 miles or so out of Los Angeles. So Cool. Are, is that where you're going to be this weekend, or are you coming home right before the game? No, we'll be here the whole weekend, actually. It's her turn for the family. so uh, You better we'll find be, a TV, Yowzi. <laughs> I was going to say, we'll be a little bit far away. So <laughs> now we'll, We won't be up close and personal this week. For rivalry week. Huh. Does her family not believe blue or? You know what they do. They're all from Boise originally, but uh, ah, so the so Boise State Broncos. Fans, but, so, you know, actually, first and foremost, they're BYU fans. Thank goodness. Okay. So I didn't have, have to marry into a Boise State family. So. <laughs> well, yeah, let's talk a little bit about this game and specifically this rivalry. I mean, what has what does this rivalry mean to you right now, going into this week? Uh, well, if you preface it with that, with right now, I mean, I'll be honest, you know how the streak is. I mean, you guys are no uh, stranger to the streets, unfortunately. But, uh, so this week, the rivalry really just means to me, how can we make our losses as minimum as possible? Just because of the way the last couple of years have gone. Um, I will say, though, growing up in Utah, especially in Salt Lake County, I feel like it was a good 50-50 split. I mean, I had a lot of friends that were Utah fans, a lot of friends that were BYU fans but this week is everything I mean if you want for the next year you know bragging rights and all that um you gotta hope that your team pulls out the win so uh, but like I said this year it's a little bit different just because of how the last year a couple years have gone so right but like you said Utah is kind of on this streak but it hasn't these games aren't blowouts by any means that's kind of what makes this rivalry unique and not only are these games close, but BYU has played their fair share of road games and have played well on these road games. They go into Arizona, beat them, go into Wisconsin, which Wisconsin hadn't lost a non-conference road game over 40 tries. They are one play away from beating a top 25 Boise State team. This team plays well on the road. So you talk about streaks coming to an end, maybe, and you talk about this BYU team playing well on the road. Where, where's the optimism, though? for this team going into this weekend? You know, I don't know. The whole the whole year has honestly just been what, what team is going to show up this week, right? Because, like you say, we go into Wisconsin, and I'm thinking, okay, let's try to keep this game interesting. Who knows what will happen? At that point, they're ranked in the top ten. But, yeah, they showed up at Wisconsin. They played well at Arizona. That was also a great game to go to. Um, but that's the ultimate question is which team is going to show up. So that's my question for this week is, 
what what team is going to show up? Is it that team that plays against Cal and doesn't do anything on offense, or is it a team against Wisconsin that really dictates how the game is played? So, so Yazzie, I got a question for you. Yeah. What is your uh, what's your prediction for this weekend? Do you want me to be honest, or do you want me to be your... Hey, we want your honest opinion. Honest opinion. Yowzy, we'll allow you to give us your heart's prediction and your head's prediction. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you know, my heart predictions, honestly. We're going to get a... Let's see. Heart prediction. Ooh, that's a good question. (laughs) Well, my number in high school is eight, so maybe just eight nothing. Just keep it it a close game. Is that that four uh, safeties, or what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, four, yeah, four safety. Yeah, no. So yeah, if I'm going with my heart, I would say thirty-four, thirty-one. Isn't that the pretty common score that we've had over the long history of the rivalry? Twenty-five years um, ago today was the first thirty-four, thirty-one. Yeah. So there you go. So that's my heart. BYU wins by thirty-four, thirty-one. But you know what? If I'm just going on what I've seen this year, the series of work that BYU's put out, and I haven't watched any full Utah games, I'll be honest, but. I've followed them and the results. Comparing those two and how they've each played, I'm going to say Utah wins at least by 21 points. Mm, so I don't, a... I don't even know if BYU will score, to be honest. Well, well I, I think you should have a little more faith in your, your team. But I honestly, you're defense. right. The defense is, Utah's defense is pretty stout, and, and BYU is going to have their hands full. But, hey, Yaz, thanks for having uh, coming on our show, bud. Yeah, Yaz, thank you. Yeah. All right, have yeah, a good no one. Yeah, no worries, you guys. Thanks for having me on, and uh, go Cougs this week. <laughs> take, All right, man. Take it easy. Our next guest is one of my good friends. He's got a beautiful, beautiful first name, Jake Sorensen. I've known this guy from high school. Uh, he is a BYU fan. I've seen him wear a Utah shirt once or twice before. Oh, no. But he is just one of those all-around state of the Utah fans. But deep down inside, he is a Cougar fan, and that is why is we have him. Deep down inside, or is it just one of those things that? Well, let's ask him. Jake, Jake, you're, you're a BYU fan, is that right? I am a BYU fan. Definitely a BYU fan, through and through. I just know good football. So, so it's not deep like down. It's not deep down. It's, it's on the surface. <laughs> no, no, it's definitely deep. I would cry when they lose. Okay. So. <laughs> right on, man. Jake, Jake, you and I were talking a little bit earlier this week. Did you get tickets for this game? I did. Yeah, we're going. So we, I think it's a little brave the cold. Brave the cold. That's more than just surface, right that is, there. That Kat. is true because man, it is going to be freaking cold. I I'm going to the game as well as you, and uh, I I had to go buy a new beanie because I don't want my ears to freeze. <laughs> hey hey Jake. So going in this game, BYU last weekend secured bowl eligibility, which is huge. Uh, obviously, yeah. a win over Utah would be even bigger, perhaps to some than bowl eligibility. What does this game mean this weekend for the Cougars? Yeah, so uh, it's definitely everything. Seven straight losses, right? So, I mean, if you if you take it into perspective, it's time to turn the tide. I think that's why it's so important for Cougar fans and for the Cougars. I think it's something that could change the program for Kalani if he, after a rough year last year. I think it means everything really to him and to the program just to kind of to turn things back around and maybe get back on track after kind of an up and down season. You thought after the Wisconsin game, they would turn thing, turn up the heat, I guess, and just maybe win eight games, maybe nine, but it's turned out to be six and six kind of where I thought they'd be in their beginning. And I think not six and six, sorry, I'm already projecting a loss six and five. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, I, I, I think winning at Utah would be huge this weekend for the program for Kalani, especially and. And turning the program around, getting some recruits in. So great, great point. You bring up Kalani, and uh, this is his third season uh, as the as the coach down there in Provo. I love that man. And yeah, Utah <laughs> fans they have a tough time cheering against that guy, and it's even worse for the former players from the U. They just love Kalani Satake. You have a lot of respect for him, and uh, I mean he, he's zero two against the U, and Bronco had a losing record against the U. It would be huge for Kalani to get this win over this weekend. And I mean, what you you follow the like I said, you follow the state of Utah pretty closely. How big of a game is this for in-state recruits, for people in general in this state? Yeah. So I was up in Logan the past few years. They actually follow BYU recruiting more than probably I thought they would. <laughs> but um, I think all around, just Utah State's been 
getting a lot of good recruits lately. And if BYU can win this game against Utah, I think it kind of puts them back in the, the talks for some of those recruits that might have gone to Utah State or over over BYU. And then maybe even some of those recruits that will – I think, I don't know, Kyle has such a wit has such a, a good – recruiting base here in Utah I think he's still going to be strong no matter what but I think you kind of pull those recruits back from Utah State that you may have lost or even I don't know Weber State with how well they've done and going to the FCS playoffs I think I think it just kind of puts them back in the the talks they're not the, the little brother of the three they're going to be I don't know at least one of the top two in the state <laughs> if that's the case so that's, a good, that's, that's key yeah that's a good point um so Jake I uh what what do you think BYU has to do to win this weekend Ah, oh, man, I've been thinking about that. So I think the biggest thing is every year they have crazy turnovers, whether it's down in the Vegas Bowl where it starts off just pick after pick or fumbles. And that's the biggest thing I think losing at uh, Boise a couple weeks ago was turnovers. So if they can hold on to the ball kind of like they did against Wisconsin and not give the ball away, that's obviously going to be a key. And then creating turnovers – the defense needs to, to actually step up a little bit and, and get some, get the ball in their hands. And then I also think consistency in the run game. Obviously, the games they've lost, they've been shut down in the run game. And so getting Matt Hadley and getting Lupini Katoa and all those backs that they have in the backfield, the ball and getting them moving, getting the left side of the offensive line moving rather than just the, the right side of the offensive line, which I think you can probably tell that it's their heavy run right so if they can run a little bit better all around i think that's i think those are the three keys i see awesome awesome jake few seconds more that we have you give us your prediction saturday's outcome <laughs> i uh i still think utah's gonna win it even though i really hope byu turns it around i think winning the south that's a huge motivator for them they're gonna be focused um, I think it's definitely 27-17, kind of that range. Not as big of a blowout, I think, some people are projecting, but I think it'll it'll be a good game until the end. I think you'd pull away, though. So. Well, right on, man. Thank you for coming on uh, our show today. Yeah, you're awesome, Jake. Thanks so much. Yeah, Appreciate thanks for letting me join you guys. We'll talk to you later. All right, so our next guest is our buddy Josh Larson. Josh Larson went to high school with us, played football with us. He's a big old Cougar, Cougar fan, Cougar, Cougar <laughs> fan, uh, one of the greatest guys I know, um, and uh, he's going to give us a couple uh, points of the game this week. How you doing, Josh? Good, guys. How you doing? Doing well, man. Hey, so big rivalry week. Uh, I don't know if you're going to be in Vegas. You're on your way right now. Are you going to be in Vegas this weekend? Yeah, I'll be in Vegas, so I'll have to be pulling for the Cougs there. Which hasn't been great for him down there in Vegas. At least the game isn't there. <laughs> uh, well, we might disagree on that regard. But nonetheless, <laughs> hey, it's up at Rice-Eccles this weekend. BYU has actually played pretty well in most of their games on the road this week. And, uh, you know, what Michael Shelton, the player oh, for yeah. BYU, talked about how they like playing on the road. What, what are your thoughts going into uh, rivalry week and uh, BYU traveling up north in this game? Oh, I think it's always a fun week. Obviously, it doesn't have quite the same feel as when they're competing for the Mountain West Championship back in the day. But, I don't know, it's been kind of hard for me as a Cougar fan watching the Cougars play the youth because it seems like Whittingham does a, such a great job getting all the Utah guys hyped up for this game. And it, it seems like in the past that it's just been just another game for the Cougs and um, although I think Kalani did, did a decent job last year preparing for them, but um, it'll be interesting to see how uh, fired up they come and if they if they just treat it like any other game or if we see a little more intensity because of the rivalry. Yeah, Kalani, even in his first year, two years ago, was a two-point conversion oh, man, that away. that was a risky call, and I actually really like that call. Yeah, I would have gone for two on twice that night. That was, <laughs> you know, Kalani, Kalani, you brought it up. The passion is there a lot more than it was in the Bronco Mendenhall era. Well, that's not hard to do. It's <laughs> well, Bronco, I mean, Bronco beat the Utes three times. <laughs> no, I mean the the emotional experience that Bronco has. It's just not great. Right. Well, <laughs> well Josh, uh this game is a little bit more unique. You talked about the Mountain West era, about how more intense the week felt, how more you know meaningful the game felt. This game 
in past years since the Utes have joined the Pac-12 and BYU has gone independent, has been played in that first month of the season. But here we are at the end of the season. And, I mean, what are your thoughts? Are you, are you, are you happy now that we're here, that it's at the end of the year? Or do you kind of like it in the month of September? You know, I, th- I think that it just um, it depends. I mean, I think it's great to have it at the end of the year. Now, obviously, both teams are in di- different situations. If, if BYU could get a win, that would be big for them, giving them momentum and, and give them that seventh win that they were, or, or potential to have that seventh win that they were looking for. But it's also fun having it early on in the year, too. I I wouldn't be opposed to maybe seeing it the opening week of the season. I think that that would be fun having a game one to start things off right off the bat. So, Well, next year we get that week one next year. I mean, in two or three games from now, these teams will be playing in that, uh, that Labor Day weekend. So, Josh, um, what do you think that the uh, Cougars have to do in Rice Cycles to win this game? BYU hasn't always been great on this year. I think that they're going to have to to be good at that. And, you know, that's something that Whittingham really preaches for the youth is don't turn the ball over. And, and BYU's defense hasn't been great at getting takeaways. So I think that they're going to need some big plays on defense and, and see if they can put some pressure on, on the quarterback there for Utah and, and see if they can force them into a few mistakes that aren't typical from Utah, and I also think that uh, that Wilson's going to have to play well for BYU. I think that they kind of live and die by that quarterback position. It was nice last week them getting the run game going a little bit, but I don't know how much that means, and with Utah's defense, that's hard to do, so I, I can't imagine that they're going to run the ball very well, so I think a lot of fall on Zach Wilson's shoulders and, and whether or not his receivers can make the plays and, and whether or not he makes mistakes or not. So give us your prediction for the score this weekend. All right. So I I think that it's gonna a lot's going to ride on the first quarter, and I think that Utah jumps up early and, and they don't look back after. So I'm going to say, it hurts me to say, but I'm going to say probably 35-17 Utah. Oh, well, I, we we haven't revealed our scores yet, but I feel like that's a really good score. I'll talk about that later in the show. But Josh, thank you so much for coming on, dude. It's been a pleasure reconnecting with you. Yeah, nice talking to you, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. I, I love what you guys are doing, and think the show is great. And appreciate you having me on. All right, man. We'll take it easy. Thank you. See you, man. Hey, Next guest is one of my good. Good buddy, Sean Harris. I've known this kid since high school, and he is one of the most likable dudes, especially this week because he is a big-time Utah fan. <laughs> How you doing, Sean? Doing good. How about you guys? We're doing good, man. Hey, so uh, we're going to uh, ask you a few questions about uh, about this upcoming rivalry game, but I want to know, as a, a fellow Utah fan, how are you feeling this week, man? Um, Overall, I mean, it's... I guess as the fan, it's an exciting game. But at the same time, I think, I don't know, I just almost feel like it's a very pointless game. <laughs> I feel like it's a trap. I feel like it's a trap for Utah. It does nothing for Utah. All it does is just satisfy us, like, has-been high school players and us just fans. That's all it really satisfies, in my opinion. So it was an interesting uh, a statement there is it just kind of satisfies, satisfies the fans. Um, Utah wrapped up the Pac-12 uh, play this week with a Colorado victory. They won the Pac-12 South. Um, this game kind of comes at a weird time. Um, but uh, what does the rivalry mean to you growing up? Oh, it's everything. I mean, being a being a good little Mormon boy, you go to church, <laughs> and it's like that's the the Sunday before. It's like half the it's like people on red ties are on one side, people in blue ties are on the other. It's I mean, it's obviously not that dramatic, but it made it fun. Like in, like in the, and uh, what is, and when you're younger with everybody in church, you made it good, made it fun with your friends, and I don't know. It's just kind of it's what everyone talks about. We don't have the NFL here, so when it comes to like the big game of the year, it's what everybody looks for is for the Holy War. Sean, you and I must have gone to a different church because in primary, I was I grew up knowing that I was going to the Celestial Kingdom, and the BYU fans were going somewhere else. So. <laughs> But uh, Dang, I, need to join, I need to 
ready to join your church. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. So you, you bring up an interesting point of view, obviously, us as fans. But how do you think the fan? How do you think these players and the coaching staff look at this game? Um, like again, it kind of boils down to where they're from. I mean, if you think about Kai Whittingham playing for BYU, obviously, and obviously Taki being a former coach, I think it means a little bit more to them than it does to like a Solomon Enos, for example. I mean, he's from Arizona. He's from Arizona. He's just kind of like, who's BYU? That's what all my weird white friends like, you know. <laughs> so, so it's an interesting that you say that because. Um, I actually agree with that statement. Is uh, Jason Shelley is from Frisco, Texas, and he probably didn't even know uh, the, about the. I mean, he may have had an idea about the Utah BYU rivalry. But how do you think yeah. Whittingham? Um, how do you think he gets these guys fired up for this game? Because you're right. I mean, you said they're playing for the Pac-12 South Championship next week. Um, this game's kind of just in their way. But how do you think he gets these players ready? Probably the same he does with every game. I mean, we all know Coach. I mean, I don't know Coach Wood. He's been doing it for how long? And it just comes down to just this is the next game. You focus on this, we get there. I mean, if this does have probably bowl game, like, it's probably matters for bowl games when it comes to after the Pac-12 South. I mean, it comes Pac-12 championship, my bad. Because, um, I mean, if we lose this game, that's, it'll look bad on other bowl games. If we win this, this can put us in a better bowl game. Um, and, I mean, we have, we've been to the, quote-unquote, the BCS bowl games. But at this point now where it's like it's where playoffs are not really – an idea for us but a bigger bowl game is that next step that we need to take become a better a bigger and a better uh, program awesome. so just simply as that just take it one game at a time and just even though it's and then it's the game before the championship for pac-12 it's you still got to focus on it, you still got to win it so i just think just the same mindset he puts in for every game is just this is the next game let's get it done sean what do the youths got to do to come out with the win on saturday and what is your prediction on the score what do they got to do to come out for win? They just literally have to show up. I think. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean or anything. And I mean, I've, I've, my father-in-law is a big BYU fan, so we'll talk about it. And they got some promising young talent. That Zach Wilson, he's pretty fun to watch. But I mean, that that Utah defense, aside from the Arizona State game, I just, I don't think I've seen a more dominant defense in, at the college level. I mean, they're just, they're just getting stuff done. And I don't think Zach Wilson will be able to handle. I mean, as, I mean, he's young. He's in high school last year. I mean, you just you don't just go and step up into this these like lucky photo sized people, you know. And so, but my prediction, I still think it'll be pretty close. I went to the game last year, um, and it was a close one. I actually got a call from my uncle. I'm going with him this year, and so I'm thinking it's good. I'm predicting it to be like about like 23 to three range. Hey, I call that close. I guess. Hey, defense <laughs> would love nothing more. Maybe maybe a shutout, but three three points is pretty good. Hey, all three of us will be there yelling pretty loud in our cold atmosphere of a game. But hey, Sean, thanks yes. so much for coming on, dude. You're a stud. I appreciate you guys. Hey, love you, man. Love the podcast. So see you, man. So our next guest is Caleb Christensen. We've been really good friends for a long time. We went to school together. Uh, Caleb is a true red bleeding Utah fan, season How- ticket holder Utah Absolutely. fan. How's it going, Caleb? Good. How are you, Brennan? Um, we're doing good, man. Hey, uh, how you feeling this week, man? With uh, Utah's big win this weekend. Uh, it's exciting. It's good to good to see them finally get what they've been looking forward for do for six, seven seasons now. Um, wish we had a bye this week, though. <laughs> well, we basically no. Just kidding. Uh, Don't are we spelling the bye BYU this year, not BYE? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's just a scrimmage, it's just a practice game for BYU, or Utah. BYU, uh, this is their Super Bowl. Utah, <laughs> they're waiting until next week. <laughs> well, Caleb, you brought it up. This is kind of a, a scrimmage for the Utes. People have kind of questioned, do we do we sit the starters, do we not? I mean, what, what's your thoughts on that when you've heard people kind of talk about that? Uh, absolutely not. I think our starters should come out and... Uh, Put up 60 points on the on BYU. I think that this is their time to to shine and to prove everyone wrong. That basically saw that they weren't gonna be able to uh, to succeed after all the the blows they took, all the injuries and all the the early losses and the early uh, predictions and everything like that. I think that this is their chance to to prove that they're they're here to play throughout the season. So. 
So Caleb, um, growing up in the state of Utah, a lot of us come from mixed families, BYU, Utah fans. Uh, Bowman comes from one of those, uh, kind of sisters are a little bit more into the Y. In-laws. In-laws are more into the Y. Um, but you, uh, your family and your wife's family are all Utah fans, right? Uh, correct, except for a few grandparents. Oh, well, there's um, no forgive them. They're old. There's no such thing as a purebred anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we we like the Utes. We we uh, we love the Utes. Um, so, uh, what growing yeah. up in this state? What uh, what did the rivalry mean to you? Um, well, it used to be big. Um, I can remember back in fifth and sixth grade when I first uh, met you guys. Uh, it was uh, you wear red on on game day on Holy War. Jake was always uh, really big into it. Um, yeah, Jake wouldn't change sure his underwear the whole way. Red. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, it still is big just because of those early days. Um, and I know I've, I've talked to a lot of people that still enjoy it. Just um, they obviously all wish that it was there was a little bit different meaning to it. But it still is the holy word. It still is the rivalry that it used to be big. And so it still is. Caleb, to a degree, it is fun. So. Awesome. Hey, do, what do the Utes? I mean, you mentioned this is a scrimmage for the Utes. What, do they just have to show up? I mean, what are the keys to the game this Saturday for Utah? Well, we all know that Kyle Whittingham is a defensive coach, so I think that uh, all the, all Utah needs to do is is show up and. Um, be on their game, and the defense is going to do what the defense does, and as long as uh, Jason Shelley is uh, rolling, um, get, get some good reps in for Armand Shine, I think that uh, I think it's a, a pretty easy game for them because Kyle Whittingham isn't going to let the defense get by um, just on 80%. Our kicking team is, our kicking game, I guess, is on fire. So I think, uh, I, I, I think that this is an, an easy cakewalk game for the youth so uh you mentioned this game being like a scrimmage so give us your prediction for the scrimmage this weekend the score the score prediction the, the score well uh what year did was it 54 to 10 um, <laughs> that was what 2011 2011 yeah I'm, I'm gonna think do you get a few more points to so does utah so um <laughs> um i don't know if i have a prediction I think the score's gonna be too high. <laughs> too, too high. I like that score. Too high. Let's like put that down in Vegas. You, you just have to bet on the spread, honestly. But hey, Caleb, you're the, we love you, dude. We've known you, like you said, since fifth, sixth grade. Always appreciate talking to you and being your friend. Thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, man. See you later. All right, bye. We're here with Tyler Munger, one of my best friends. Team Mung. Boy, Team Mung. <laughs> I don't think I've ever called him that, but he is one of the most loyal BYU fans through and through. Royal, true, blue, Coog, whatever rhymes with those. Coog doesn't rhyme with those, but this is Tyler Munger. Happy to have him on. How's it going, Munger? It's going good. Rivalry week, my friend. What are you thinking? How are you feeling going into this weekend? <laughs> uh, probably the worst is... 2004. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> well, I mean, why why the little optimism? The little optimism? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's a lot of things. I mean, it's just you said I was a loyal fan through and through. I guess kind of the biggest thing along that line is going through the rough times. And it's kind of been BYU's kind of rough time right now, I guess you can say. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's just a really young team. Um, really kind of getting down they're really undisciplined uh slow starts and i i don't know it's just everything that uh just with the past years just seeing everything that's been going on with the BYU utah game i just don't see anything kind of changing <laughs> well you and i talked we are always talking football when we're together and i remember before the season started i talked to you a little bit about the quarterback controversy going down in provo and mm-hmm. you were telling me zach wilson should have been the guy you were telling me zach wilson before they even announced Tanner Mangum the starter, that Zach Wilson was going to be the guy, and lo and behold, it was Tanner Mangum. 
But here we are towards the end of the season. Zach has uh, started, what, three, four, five games now for the Cougars. Been playing a lot better. I mean, what, what changes have you seen, not just from Zach Wilson, but from this BYU team since he's taken over the starting role at quarterback? Yeah, and I, I agree why they had to go with Tanner Will- or Tanner Bingham at the beginning of the season. Um, I, I could see and understand why. I disagreed with it. Obviously, I wanted them to go with Zach Wilson from the get-go. Just a higher upside, and Tanner just hasn't been the same since uh, his freshman year and just changing the offenses and going through what he's gone through and just his mental um, going through his mental illness, uh, his depression, and going through the anxiety. Just hasn't been the same player, and you can you could really sense it. Uh, they, they they brought him in, and I, I understand why they brought him in to kind of control the offense uh, as a brand new offense, and you want that senior leadership. Um, but you saw it in the Hawaii game, just the amount of energy that he brought, or that Zach Wilson brought, not just to the uh, to the offense, but also to the defense, and just how it completely changed and revitalized the team. And I, it's still, you saw in the Northern Illinois game why they brought, or why, why they were skeptical of Zach Wilson. Um, it, he has his ups and he has his downs. He's a freshman, so he has those freshman mistakes. But it's frustrating when you watch Tanner Megan make those freshman mistakes, and he's a senior, a fifth-year senior, as every ESPN game made sure we knew and his age and everything like that. So, Tyler, uh, you talk about Zach Wilson and his performance the last few weeks. Um, tell me something about Zach Wilson that has impressed you over the past few weeks. That's a good question. Uh, honestly, my brothers and I, we always comment about on it, watching the games. Uh, it's weird having a quarterback overthrow receivers rather than underthrow, uh, which is what you got with Tanner Mingham. Um, just his poise for being uh, a freshman and just the, uh, he's, He's made some throws that have been horrendous, uh, but obviously it's timing getting the offense down. But he's made a couple of throws that have been just unreal. Uh, Mexico State game, he had a throw that I thought was going to be intercepted, but he put it right where it needed to be. So just seeing those throws and just the energy that he brings to the team have been kind of the upsides that I've seen and I've really enjoyed. So this this next weekend is probably Zach Wilson's biggest game of his college career yet. Um, he's playing in a, a, it's going to be a sold out stadium. Probably he's going to be playing against the top five defense in the country. His parents have season tickets. His parents have season tickets. What does Zach Wilson need to do this week to cause problems for Utah's defense? Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, he, uh, his parents gave up their season tickets to his uncle. So it's actually now his uncle who has the season <laughs> ticket. I found that out today, actually. The name change uh, might parents, still be under the parents, though. I might know a thing or two about it. Yeah, prob- <laughs> probably. Um, he, he has to be aggressive, but also has to make smart decisions. Uh, so basically, what Utah's going to do and what I, I said every team should have done and what they have been doing ever since the Arizona game, except for Wisconsin, uh, for some reason, was stack the box man-on-man. Uh, receivers are really going to struggle. Um, they struggled all year long. Uh, and really, he needs to basically be aggressive and hit those throws early to kind of open up the run game. Uh, I believe Kalani is 0-12 uh, when BYU doesn't rush for over 100 yards. And so making sure he can help open up that run game and not turning the ball over is another thing. Uh, the last time BYU went against Utah with no turnovers was the last time they won in 2009. So that's going to be a big thing, too, is being smart with the ball, not turning it over, not making dumb freshman throws or anything like that, and pretty much just take control of the offense. And uh, that's, that's going to be the biggest success is him throwing and opening up that run game because, you know, Utah, if they don't get that run game going, it's, it's going to be game over from the get-go. Tyler? You kind of mentioned your feelings going into this game, kind of reminisce the 4 season. So we want you to give us two predictions, both with your head, <laughs> but most importantly, we want to hear what your heart's prediction is for this weekend's game. <laughs> okay. Um, so here's what I think is going to happen. Uh, BYU, do you know how many times or how many points they've scored on average in the first quarter this year? I want you to guess this. I'm going to say seven. I know they're third quarter, right? No, first. Oh, first. First first quarter. First First quarter. quarter. Oh, okay. I'll stick with seven. Yeah, it's it's 3.8. 
they've, they've started off with 3.8, which is the exact same as last year, ironically. Um, the last time BYU scored a first-quarter touchdown against Utah was what year, Jake? Um, was it was it 2016? 2006. Ooh, I did not like that year. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, realistically, this is just what I can see how see it, how I see it playing out. BYU goes down, starts off slow. They get down, and they keep it close, but they, there's just no way they're going to overcome an early deficit with the, with Utah's defense. Uh, so I believe I predicted it being 27 to six was what I did on my office pool. So if I, that, that ends up being the score, I went a candy bar. So <laughs> go me. Um, but if I had to go with my heart, uh, if everything aligns and Zach Wilson comes out, because that's the one thing I think is a positive for Zach Wilson. He's not going to be intimidated in that stadium because he's been there before. He knows the stadium. Um, and so I I can see if we're going to win, it's going to be a low-scoring game. It'd probably be around, I mean, you're going to see like a, a low-scoring, like a 14-13, 17-16 kind of game like you did in 2010. Well, we're all anxious for the game. We are super are stoked that's here. Are you going up there, here. Tyler? Are you going to be up there this weekend? Uh, no, I'm actually going to uh, Boise here tomorrow. So I'm going to deal with all the Boise State fans, come back down, and then you fans will be a little more bearable, I guess. <laughs> Going up to Boise so, sounds like an early loss already, Munger. But, hey, we yeah, love yeah, really. love having you on, my man. You're, you're one of the best. Take care. <laughs> will do. Thanks, guys. I want to give a special shout-out to our uh, our interviews today. Jake Sorensen, Taylor Yowsey, Josh Larson, Sean Harris, Caleb Christensen, and Tyler Munger. And am I missing one? Uh, no, but we interviewed way more Cougar fans than we did we did Utah fans. That's okay, because you know that you and I, our opinions count for like five people. Well, maybe. I don't know. My mom thinks I'm pretty loud, so. Yeah, your mom. Well, your mom thinks I'm loud. <laughs> you're, you're very right there. But hey, let's talk about what we think is going to happen in this game. So, um, just some of the things I highlight from those guys talking. Uh, there's not a lot of optimism on the, uh, the BYU side. Um, in, in, in my eyes, I just don't see the Cougars winning. Um, I am a little less uh, harsh, you can say, than you, <laughs> which is surprising to most of our listeners because most people think I'm pretty uh, intense. Um, but I honestly think BYU, this is a rivalry game. I think it's closer than than some people are saying are, are predicting. I definitely don't think that, uh, that it goes into the, the 50s and 60s on the Utah side. Um, I think it's going to be a, a little bit of a closer game. Spread opened up at 13 and a half. Where, where are you feeling towards that? that I, about... I'm thinking they'll cover. Okay. I'm thinking they'll cover. I'm thinking they win by maybe 14, uh, m- maybe three touchdowns, but I can't see them winning. Utah winning by more than 14 points. Munger brought up an interesting stat talking about BYU's early woes in the first quarter, offensively putting points up on the board, talking about the 2006 was the first time they – they, they were the first ones to score, is that right? Yeah, well, and you look back at the, the past few games, you even look at UMass where they won that game 45-10, to 10, or was it, I, I can't remember. Yeah, 45 I think it was 45-10. The first quarter, they, they were losing. Uh, UMass was up 10-0, and then BYU, I don't know if they, they, they had some coffee, I don't know if, I don't know what they did, but they just like, they just fire lit under their butts and they got to it. And, and if they start that way against Utah, this defense... Oh man, it's gonna be rough for BYU. If 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 you, I'll be surprised if Utah's defense doesn't have three three takeaways this week. Is this the best Utah defense we've seen? This is absolutely the best Utah defense I think that they've had since they joined the Pac-12. Since the, no, I'm asking all time here right now. I'm I'm putting this defense up against the 08 Sugar Bowl defense. I still think that uh, the 08 that 08 Sugar Bowl defense um, was more consistent. Um, granted, yes, Utah's defense has been consistent this year, but they've given up drives, they've given up big plays, they've given up things that I don't think that 08 defense does or did. Um, I do think our corners are better this year. Um, linebacking crew is great, but this game and then the next game, the Pac-12 championship game, will will really determine whether this is the best of all time. Or just the best in since the Pac-12. I'm already gonna go out here on a limb. This is the best defense <laughs> oh, that we've of, seen up on the hill. Of course you would. And you know, time will tell. People will see all the NFL talents so on this team. So let me ask you this question. 
And this might be more of a question for just Utah. Well, no. Who's the better duo? Chase Hansen, Cody Barton, or Gianni Paul and Jared Norris? Give me Chase Hansen and Cody Barton Man, all day. I just can't. Dude, Gianni Paul you, was the... He was you, the, you got something against Cody Barton that I'm not dude, sure Cody what Barton, it he's, is. He's not... I don't think he's as good... I don't think he'll play on Sundays. You don't think he'll play on Sundays? I don't. Now, do you think he'll get drafted? I don't. You don't think he'll get drafted? Okay. No. All right. If he gets drafted, it'll be like 6th, 7th round. That's still drafted. I know, but still, dra- I just I don't I don't know. He's for sure gonna get his. He's gonna get a look. He's obviously some. If he doesn't get drafted, some some um, I NFL franchise think, will bring I him in. I honestly think that the way that now Cody Barton's been good. He's been good this year. I wouldn't say great. He's been good. He's given up a lot of passes over the middle when he's in that. When he's oh, in what Utah defense hasn't I given over that, that drag but route. You watch. You watched um, that guy we got from BYU. Uh, Francis Bernard. Francis Bernard. He played great last week. I think he should start this week. You think over, over Cody? Cody? They played. I'm two- sorry. I think he should because of the rivalry game. Because he's an ex Cougar, I think that he should start. It's not that simple. They play two different positions. I don't care. <laughs> you move. To, you move whoever you have to do to move, get him to start. Move him over to the Sam, even though even though he plays that mic. Hey, move him over I'm to the Sam. I'm calling him right oh, now. You call. As soon as we hang up. As soon as we're done with this podcast. You know, I love me some Cody Barton. I I think he's great. You know, he's had those slumps those past couple of years, but I don't know what it is. He's turned it on. He he's been one more. You know what game it was that really actually showed that he was playing well it was Colorado last year. Last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's where I really saw him starting to, to shine. And and you might. Think I hate Cody Barton. I don't hate Cody Barton. I think he's played well for 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 uh, the youth this year. I just I love the Johnny Paul and Jared Norris combo, man. It was like a one two punch. Just whoa, wham! <laughs> you know, like Jared Norris comes in, then Johnny Paul takes your head off. I just oh, love it. Well, let's give it some time. Hopefully, uh, Chase Hansen doesn't get taken out this week for some officiating. Oh, Luckily, imagine. this week I don't know if you saw, but it won't be a Pac-12 officiated crew. Who is it? It will be a mixture of I believe uh, Big Twelve and Mountain West. Let me. Oh. Let me make sure. So I don't think. Yes, that. Yep. That's, we won't probably Most, have anybody thrown out this week. Mostly Mountain West Conference and Big Twelve officials will be in this game. Now, if if only we could get that for next week as well uh, in the Pac-12 championship game, I would love for it not to be a Pac-12 official. I think we should game. start a. We should start a. Uh, uh, what's that thing where you donate money? And, oh, GoFundMe. Yeah, we should start GoFundMe uh, for the refs. We're probably week. behind on that. But I'm sure someone else is way ahead of the game. Right. But let's talk about this. I you talked about you're kind of a more. Uh, softy towards the BYU fans and I try to have that approach but deep down inside I I don't like these guys I talk- Here, here's the reason I, I'm a little more of a softy um I've been on that losing side um and, and I and I we've had years where where Utah struggled um and it I just have to have a little more compassion for them man because here's the thing nobody likes to lose regardless of what fan you are do you like it when Utah loses no but I sure love it when BYU so imagine lose <laughs> Imagine losing seven years in a row to the team you hate the most. Yeah, I can't, I can't fathom that because it's never happened in my childhood. I think, <laughs> you know, I've been watching the game since I was uh, six years old, and I think the biggest streak BYU's ever had on us is three during my lifetime. Granted, during the Lavelle era, they had a much bigger streaks here and there. But uh, hey, um, I, 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 I do think there's two types of fans in this state. I think there are those fans that have genuine, genuine compassion. Um, and I actually ran into one of them on social media this week. Yes, I ran into him personally. <laughs> um, he got on there, was grateful and, and, and amazed. Is a BYU fan. Got on there and was just was happy that Utah finally got over that. He was actually genuinely happy for Utah winning the Pac-12 South. And offered, get this, Jake. He offered to buy a Utah fan, a, a fan that's been a super fan that can't afford a plane ticket. He offered to buy their plane ticket to Santa Clara. I saw that. You know, I don't want to come off like a bad guy per se. That might. You think a Utah fan would do that for the BYU? Fan? You know, I would if I had the money. <laughs> now, I'm not questioning anyone's values. You know, there's a huge, huge difference when it comes to hatred and sports hatred. And I sports hatredly, if that's even a word, it's not. towards BYU. <laughs> You know, I can talk about my childhood and why I am the way I am, Cap. This is the way I am, and that—that's a story for another day. But let's talk about this game. What are the keys going into this game for BYU, and what are the keys for Utah? What What do you see happening this weekend? So realistically, I see this happening. I see Utah's de- defense dominating the the Cougars the whole first half. Um, I see BYU making some adjustments, maybe come back out and take a couple swings at the Utes. Uh, put a couple points on the board. The only thing I think that you th- that BYU might have a chance is if they create some turnover, um, some turnover in the red zone. Because 
our defense has played so well, especially against the last two week, two weeks. Uh, we had Justin Herbert in town, who's probably the best quarterback in the country. Uh, we played well against him. They only put up uh, what was it, twenty eight points? No, twenty. 25? 25 points Still against the youth defense. And this guy, he's been throwing dimes. I mean, just throwing good passes all year. Um, and, and, I, and I don't see Zach Wilson on that level. I think Utah's going to struggle moving the football. Against this defense? Absolutely. Where, where Are you talking in the running game they're going to struggle or the passing game I overall? Think, um, this is coming from a realistic stance, not because I don't like BYU. This is, this is the th- I do not think Utah will or BYU will have a run game. Well, BYU's got... I do not think that they'll be able to run for over 50 yards. Now you're talking about BYU's run game. Now I'm yes. talking. You said Utah is going to struggle offensively. How I do said you... that? Yes. I meant BYU is going to oh, struggle. Oh, okay. My yes. Bad. Okay. Well, there we can agree. <laughs> there we can agree. My bad, man. My bad. I didn't realize that. Well, you know, BYU's got the number 25th, I think, is what it is, rushing defense. They're without Corbin Kafusi, which is probably their best. Lineman, defensive lineman on the team, wouldn't you say? Talkie is pretty good. Is it okay? Talkie talkie's pretty good. Walkie talkie, yeah, whatever you want to call him. These maybe guys, by, maybe by his name, Jake. Yeah, mom and dad I, gave him. I, mom and dad, I don't know. I don't watch enough <laughs> BYU football to know these guys' names. You, you, we want a podcast on BYU football. I'm just being frank here. I don't watch as much as if I were a fan. Okay. Okay. These fine. guys are without Corbin Kafusi, who I thought was their best player, and I always want to see best on best. But thing is, he's not playing this game. They, well, he's not the only one, too. They, they, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt, but they, they, they have been plagued by injuries. Now, as Whittingham would say, it's a next man up mentality, and it's, it's just an excuse. Um, but they have. They've lost Corbin Cthusi. They lost their best receiver uh, for the season against Washington, I believe was the game he, he went down. So, yeah, you, BYU is a little banged up. But you know what? So is Utah. Yeah, yeah. Run with. Uh, I told people that they could have played the second string quarterback, st- second string running back, and still win this game. Guess what? That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna go pull out there, and uh, Shelly's gonna play. So is Armand Shine. They're gonna have a stable back. She's gonna say T.J. Green. You're gonna see Devin Brumfield. But the keys I see to this game: Utah taking care of the football. Uh, every, almost every one of our list uh, interviews today talked about the turnover battle and how important that stat is. And Winningham will also be one of the first ones to tell you that. Other than the actual score, the turnover battle is the next the important, important stat. Yeah, uh, I see Utah coming out, heads on fire. I see these guys yeah. pounding and pounding and pounding. We're not going to throw the ball more than 23, 24, 25 times this game. We're going to throw the ball very well, minimal. Why, why throw the ball if you can beat them running? Right, right. Utah is going to pound these guys. Defense is going to let them know where they're playing, who they are. This is the Pac-12 South champions okay they're gonna take it to little brother hey, chill out man. they are going to take it calm down, it. A little bit. Uh, calm down. <laughs> you know what i i do enjoy rivalry week but these guys this year have no business playing this game this game is gonna get out of hand early it's gonna get ugly now kalani sataki good friends with whittingham i don't think it's as big of a blow up maybe not a 30 or 40 point win I think in scrap time, BYU might pull a drive or two together. So what happens when, you, when Utah's up 34-0? to zero, They just start punting the ball on first down? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I, is there a way to, like, is there a cheat code in college football to make the <laughs> clock go by fast? I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, thinking a little bit more about this game, like I said, I think Utah gets an early start. My score prediction is going to be 34-17. Okay? I think, I, think, I think BYU finds some drives late in the game against the – backups uh, i think zach wilson's gonna make some plays that are gonna leave some utah fans scratching their heads thinking dang why did we recruit jack tuttle and not give this kid the scholarship he's just pure talent but kids a freshman out of corner canyon playing a huge football yeah. game i know he's, i grew up a utah fan been in the stadium played before in high school i but... actually really like zach wilson i have a lot of respect for the kid um i i honestly there's not a guy on this byu defense or on this byu football team that i i dislike there was a few a couple years ago, freaking Nakua, the the safety. I know his brothers in our team, but man, he was a clown. He, was, <laughs> he just. But uh, I do I do like to see BYU, and like I've said in my podcasts in the in the past, I do like to see BYU perform well. Um, maybe not this week. I probably wouldn't like to see them never perform this week. This week, um, but uh, my my prediction is twenty eight seven for the Utes. Um, I could see it being a little closer. I just think that defense, uh, I don't know, one of our, our interviews said, I think it was Munger, said that uh, if it is going to be close, it's going to be like 17-16. But I don't think our defense gives up more than 14 points this week. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think 
depending on how the game goes, if it's that close of game all throughout the game, then I agree with you. You're seeing this game, a touchdown, maybe two for each team. It's going to be a low-scoring game if it's going to benefit BYU. A high-scoring game, a shootout, I don't know. I don't, I don't see getting into a shootout either way. If it's going to be a close game, it's definitely going to be low. But I'm, I'm super stoked. We're both going to be at this game. Going to be freezing our butts off. Hey, but it's totally worth it because we are Pac-12 mm. South champions. Yep. Okay. Hey, hey, well, thanks for giving us a listen this week, guys. Sorry this podcast went a little long. It's rivalry week. Uh, if you have a problem with it, get over it. Um, but we really do appreciate your listens. We appreciate uh, tuning in and, and listening to our opinions. Like we said, we're grateful for our, our interviews, the guys that came on to talk our show. Jake, anything else to say? Hey, love the interviews, love the interaction. We don't just love questions that we get. We love comments and yeah, opinions. And we do check those a lot. Uh, we, we, we get on there, we check them, and, and we try to get back to you guys. But uh, be sure to get on, post a question, post an opinion, post a thought, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week.